Welcome. Come on in to the laboratory of nonsense and the absurd, where we will be exploding. I mean, exploring our senses and how we use them to interact with the world around us in... The Science of Science! One, two, three, four, five, and six. Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I wish? One, two, three, four, five, and six. There are many more senses than this. Come on, come on. It's me, Professor Theodore Bumbledum. But of course, I am joined by two budding junior scientists. On my left, there is Professor Hazel. And Hazel, you have 30 seconds to introduce yourself. Go! Hello, I'm Professor Hazel Birmingham. And, um... I go to the school D seven eighty. I two cats named Fluffy and Fluffball. I love green and frogs, and I'm nine. Amazing! And now over to Professor Marco. You have thirty seconds, Marco. Take it away. My name is Professor Marco Acosta. I am eight. I'm in D seven educated together in second class. I like lots of animals, especially lizards, snakes, cats, dogs, cows. My hobbies are sports. Art and maths. Yes, Professor Marco. As usual, I'm going to present you with a riddle. And everybody at home will have to guess which sense we shall be exploring today. So, I knows a fella from my hometown who knows a fella who's a circus clown. His snout is red and of rubber made. And he knows he's the king of the carnival parade. He knows nothing of science, has no common sense. In political talk, well, he will sit on the fence. But that honker that he owns, it's the best one around. He's a rival to all of the dogs in that town. Now, I think everybody at home has made their guess. So, Professor Hazel, which sense do you think we'll be exploring today? Um, smell? I do agree. Yes! When it comes to discovering the sense of smell, it's important to know that your honker is honking. So, (laughs) good noses. Now we can begin. And Professor Hazel, Professor Marco, I know you have been working away trying to learn everything about it. So can you tell me your favorite fact about the sense of smell? Well, humans can smell over a trillion different chemicals. Wow, that's amazing. And do you know anything about how they do that, how the nose works? I do. (gasps) Take it away, Marco. You need your nose to smell. First, the smell goes up your nostrils to your nasal cavity and then to your olfactory nerve to send a message to your brain. And then your brain recognizes it. Remember Professor Bumbledum when we met Grace Darcy for Science Educator and Smart Docklands in Dublin? She told us all about how smells travel through the air to our noses. So, just like you said, um, you breathe in and you're breathing in air. Air will go up your nose. It'll get filtered by all the little hairs. And you've got loads of little tiny hairs in your nose. The hairs are filtering out the air. And then it'll hit the olfactory nerve at the top of your nose. And then... That sends a signal to your brain, and then your brain detects what it is. So we're going to do an experiment that shows how smells travel through the air. Marco is standing straight in front of me, and we've got Professor Bumbledon way in the back there. So I'm going to spray perfume, and we're going to see how it travels across the room. Let's go. Can I open it? 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 Can I open it?
Do you know what's sweet? I think uh, it smells something? sweet. It smelled very sweet. That was very sweet. But but it's itchy. I oh. thought I got something that I thought I got a wee. Oh, is it traveling? No, no, I can't smell it. <laughs> I, I could. Can you smell it? Yeah. Oh, I got it! I've got it! It's fine. It's here. <laughs> That's lovely. <laughs> it takes a while. So was that 10 seconds for it to travel the whole way from me all the way back to Professor Rumbledon? This. And what's cool is the chemicals in the smell is travelling through the air. It gets filtered up your nose and it hits the, the top of your nose, the olfactory zone in your nose. And whatever way the chemical is shaped, it sends a signal. Imagine it is like a, a lock and key. So there's different receptors for all the different smells. If you smell vanilla, but if you d detect vanilla and you take a big sniff of it, at the top of your nose, there's a special receptor and it hooks onto it like an arm, like a key. Vanilla is like a key and it goes in and the vanilla lock, they lock together and then that sends a signal to your brain and your brain knows, aha, it's the vanilla smell. Amazing. And she told us also, and this bit's so exciting because we love animals here, she said that some animals have the most amazing senses of smell. Now, everybody at home's thinking, oh, what would it be? It's the dog, of course, it's the dog, isn't it? Professor Hazel, the doggy has one of the most amazing senses of smell. Doggies, you see, have big honkers. <laughs> Their snouts are amazing. With between 125 million and 300 million scent receptors, compared to humans, like you guys have only got five million. And in their brain, there's a big area, 40 times larger than our brain area, that's dedicated to interpreting smell messages. So you see doggies, when they're out smelling, when you take them for a walk and they're smelling everything and they smell, what's that, what's that? They're actually learning so much about the world around them and about other doggies. So when you walk your dog at night, it's actually going out there, filling its senses with everything around the town. We might only smell one thing, but they might be able to smell 20 different particles within that, so they're way more sensitive. And the reason is because the little patch that we have at the top of our nose, the olfactory epithelium, the dog's olfactory epithelium is way bigger, so they have way bigger area to pick up all the different smells. I think what's so cool about dog's sense of smell is that humans are able to use it. Let's say someone went missing, that you could use an item of their clothing and the dog will pick up their particles that, that they smell like and the dog will be able to try and help us find them. In medicine, so let's say if I have diabetes and my blood sugar is getting low, a dog is able to smell that and pick it up. So the dog will come up and, and nudge me and give me a, an alert that, Grace, your blood sugar levels are getting low so you need to eat something to, to bring it back up. Did you know, Professor Bumbledum, that dogs can smell changes in your hormones and body chemicals? That means they can detect your emotions, so they know when you're feeling sad, scared, or ill. Dogs are super smellers. What's that I smell? Fizzle sticks. It's popcorn for the popping experiment I was doing earlier. I forgot all about it. That reminds me of going to the cinema, seeing Space Jam. Brilliant film. Bit of a burning smell in the air now. Funny how that smell, Marco, reminded you of going to the movies. Why do smells bring back memories? Yeah, so the reason for that is when you smell and you take a big 
breath in, it's going to go up your nose and hit that olfactory nerve and go to your brain. But the region in the brain where we process smells, where the nerves are, is right beside the area where we process memories. So that's why smells are really strongly linked with memories. A lot of the smells that people remember, they tend to be shaped or formed from when you're before the age of 10. So it's a really important time for, for memories and um, creating those associations. Tell me about your favourite smells, Hazel. Um, my favourite smells are like candy floss and popcorn. Because once I went to this amazing circus with my mum. Circus? The circus we went to was called Circus Extreme. And um, a motorbike jumped through the door, did a huge ramp and landed on the stage. And then two more motorcycles came in and they all like spun around in one like uh, metal ball. It was really cool. Wow, that sounds amazing, doesn't it, Professor Marco? So, a smell of candy floss can take you right back to one of the greatest shows you've ever seen in your life. That is the power of the sense of smell. Amazing. Now, Marco, tell us about your favourite smell. Chocolate. So, when you smell chocolate, what happens? I get very hungry. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. So, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, it's time for an experiment. Experiment. Exper... He's let me down there. <laughs> so I say it's time for an experiment. And we start doing our experiment dance and we sing... Experiment. 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 Professor Hazel. What experiment are we going to do? It's called the mystery smell. First, we put on our blindfolds. Then, we'll be given a mysterious item, which we have to identify using only our sense of smell. And we're going to see if the smell triggers any memories. The three blindfolded scientists wait patiently. I can really hear a sniffler. One is sniffling to the side of me. That's perfect. Oh, I can hear. There it is. It is this... Sniffing smile of Professor Hazel. Her nose. Yeah, I can hear that wee nose. Sniffing away like a little mouse. A little country mouse in a little house in the countryside. Sniffer, sniffer, sniffer. I got a whiff of something. I think I've identified already what that smell is. It's wafting across the room. Well, let's first see what the scientists believe that awful smell is. Professor Hazel, can you announce what you think? It's ketchup. Doesn't... It's ketchup. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah, you're... I love ketchup. So, Hazel, can you tell me, does it trigger any memories for you? Uh, it triggers my dad making me and my mum dinner and us watching uh, my favourite movie, uh, Turning Red, on uh, Disney Plus for the first time. Wow. So, ketchup, your dad cooking. What was he cooking? Uh, he was cooking, uh, like, chicken nuggets, chips, peas. Your father, a master chef, indeed. Amazing. Marco, can you tell me something about what that smell means to you? Boo hoo! Chips! Oh, chips, and beautiful mash chips. And potatoes. Chips and mashed potatoes. Would you put ketchup on pretty much anything? Yes. We shall now identify a second smell and see what memories occur. And yes, listen out, folks. There is the sniffle of Professor Hazel. You can almost hear those receptors as they try to decipher what that smell is and sending it to the brain, the brain ready to make an announcement. But 
Isla, are you ready to announce what you think it is? Um, I think it smells kind of like sour. I think Marco, Professor Marco, may be sniffing. He also has a very distinctive smell. His nose is designed for smelling chocolate. There it is. <laughs> Professor Marco Acosta, professor of silliness from Yale University. Can you identify a smell at all? I think it's marmalade. <gasps> marmalade. Okay. Can you tell me, was there any stories or memories or feelings yes. that that's... Oh, well, there is. And can you please... One time, mm-hmm. when I broke my arm, <gasps> my mom got me a giant... Pantone titty. And he reminds me of marmalade. So the smell of what you believe to be marmalade triggered a memory of a time when you broke your arm, which reminded you of a time when your mummy brought for you a lovely present to cheer you up, a friend in one of the greatest bears on the planet, Paddington. Is that true, Marco? Yes. What a wonderful story. Marco remembered that story because, like Grace told us, the part of our brain that processes smells is linked to the part that processes memories, which is called the hippocampus. And smell also links to the amygdala, which is the part of your brain that processes emotions. That is the science of smell. It shows you science is everywhere. Where sometimes science is seen as this really difficult thing that's far away, and there's, you know, scientists in white coats and they're really clever. And sometimes people mightn't feel that they could do science. Science is fun, science can be experimenting, it can be getting really giddy and going out and investigating. And science is all around you. It's not far away in a lab somewhere, it's in your home, it's in your cupboard. You can do experiments at the kitchen table. Look at all the experiments we did today with food, just using your your sense of smell. So you don't have to be an expert to be a scientist. All you have to do is be curious, I think. You have been listening to Professor Theodore Bumbledum, Professor Hazel and Professor Marco in our laboratory of nonsense and the absurd. The Science of Sense! We have a cool worksheet with more facts, games and experiments. We would love to hear how you get on with your own experiments. You can download the worksheet with all the information on it. Head to rte.ie forward slash learn to find out more. The Science of Sense is a curious broadcast production funded by the Broadcasting Authority of Ireland with the television license fee. Produced by Patricia Baker and Norma Lee. Phonomix, Hugh O'Dwyer Contact Studio. Presented by Hugh W. Brown and Professor Bundum. With me, Marco Costa. And me, Hazel Birmingham. Music by Hugh W. Brown. One, two, three, four, five, and six. Do you see what I see? Do you hear what I wish? One, two, three, four, five, and six. There are many more senses.